Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's show is pre recorded.
Uh-huh. I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Man, oh man, got a radio show. Yeah, I do. God's so big to me, man. I just have to tell you about it. I can't help it. It's rather obvious to me how big, how good God is. He's absolutely tremendous. He's off the chain. You know, man, uh, I wanted to share something with you today. You know, uh, if you're out there, start your mission today. Why don't we all decide together? Better yet, let's just kill that because you don't. Just individually. Look, you listening. Everybody's got something that's that's on the table that they haven't yet attacked yet. What are you waiting for? Start your mission today. Stop the procrastination now. And if you and if you allow plastic, uh, excuse me, and if you allow procrastination to set in, then that 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 allows then, which is a weakness, you know, but that allows the devil then to just really do his thing, because an idle mind is the devil's playground. So if you ain't working on your goals, dreams, aspirations, or visions, you just uh, you just waking up seeing how today gonna go, or the devil he got plenty for it for you to do. See, but if you get your mind right on your goal and your focus and your purpose, then you can go on about your business. Then when the distraction comes, you can catch yourself. Now, that don't mean you ain't going to fall privy or fall prey to some of your distractions because you will. But you will have a goal in mind, an aspiration that makes you go, hold on, man. I got to stay focused here because what I really want, where I'm really trying to go, the thing that I'm really after, this new little uh thing that's being introduced this don't fit into the equation man let me keep it moving or you may step off the line for a little while you know like i said yesterday the thing about god is he's so forgiving that if you get out of line he'll hold your place see that's the real cool thing a lot of people will do that for you too like i said if you're at the movie theater or you're at the amusement park and you're in a line and you forget something if you politely ask the person behind you hey man i gotta run to my car I left something would you hold my place most people will say fine yeah go ahead and when you come back they don't have a problem see your problem is is you want to get out the line go do something then come back and just get up in the line further up than you were or cut somebody. Now you got a problem because, see, everybody looking at you now like, hey, whoa, partner, where you come from? You know, the line start back here. But, see, the thing with God is God don't do that. God don't say the line start back here. God holds your place. When you make a mistake and you fall off the line, God holds your place. But if you ain't got no dreams, aspiration, if you ain't got no place, what he holding for you? See, I mean, he he got a place for you, but you got to come to him. See, some people, if well, here, here's what I'm saying. If you got a goal, an aspiration, a dream, and you fall off track momentarily, you can get back to that. Because God know where you left off. Now, you may have to accomplish a few more things since you stopped for a long period of time, but God know where you left off. You can get back on track. I Look, man, this dream of being on TV since I was a kid, it got off track now. It got off track. I just kept it as one of the dreams. And in some real dark moments when it looked like it wasn't going to happen, all I was hanging on to was just the hope that one day it could. 
But that's what faith is really about. Faith is the belief in things that you cannot see. But faith gives you the confidence to keep hoping, man. Sometimes it just keep hope alive. Sometimes you heard Jesse Jackson say it, just keep hope alive. Sometimes, man, it's just the hope. I was hanging on the hope. And I'm talking about when it got real ugly and funky out there for me, when it looked like I wasn't going to ever make it. And all of the facts was in and everything pointed in the direction you're not going to make it. You done really messed up this time. Then I sat there and I just hung on to the hope. But, man, that's what I'm saying. If you got a dream or an aspiration or vision or something, when you fall off track and you want to go get back in line, God holds your place. He knew I was off track and out of line, but he said, okay, here's where we stop. You want to be on TV. Now, when you get it together and you quit tripping and you come and you turn to me, I'm going to hold your place, put you back in line, then we're going to finish the journey. That took me a lot longer to get here than I wanted to, but then it was necessary because I needed all of them mishaps to happen to me along the way. So when I got on the radio one day, which I did not see coming, Steve Harvey got a radio show, y'all. That's why I say it every day. See, because of this radio show that I didn't see coming, now I have stories to tell. And I can tell you about me better than I can tell you about anybody. And I done been through enough where it's relatable, where enough people can go, man, that happened to me. Appreciate you saying that. That's what it was for. See, I get it now. See, at the time, though, I didn't, I didn't like what was happening to me. At the time, I was really in total disagreement with God on a lot of stuff he was pulling off on me. But in essence, I was really pulling it off on myself. But through his grace and mercy, he kept me through all of my mistakes, all my bad decisions, all my miscalculations, all my misfires, all the times I knowingly stepped out there and did wrong. He forgave me. He said, because, man, if you ever come to me, I have a plan for you that is going to be far and above. It will supersede everything you've ever dreamed of. That's what I did. I just got sick of me, good and sick of me, and I turned it over to God, and then God started working, and here I am today. Now, is he through with me yet? Nope. Have I arrived yet? Nope. But guess what? The journey is cool. And then you know what I found out? That's kind of what it's like in life. If you done walked off the cliff in life and you ain't got no God in your life, it's like not having a parachute. You step off the cliff and you just free falling. We all, now that fall gets you closer to the grave, right? See, we all heading to the grave from the moment we're born. But the cool thing about a relationship with God is when you step off the cliff and you got God, he a parachute. You still going down, but it's a nice ride. You guiding, you gliding, you softly, you enjoying, you look around, you smiling, you meeting other people along the way. You, you, you floating over here to ski a little while. You over there at the beach for a little while. You mess around over here. You get to go out the country a little bit on your parachute and all that. And God just helps your, your descent appear more like a rise and more like a euphoric fall. Instead of not having no God in your life and you just walking off that cliff every day, free falling, ain't got no cord, you steady pulling, ah, you hollering the whole way because you messed around with yourself and ain't let God come into your life and provide a parachute for you. 
I would rather have a parachute since I got to jump every day than to not have one. God has been like a parachute for me. Ask me why I, where that came from, I can't tell you. But like I always say, most good things that happen in my life that I can't explain, it's usually him. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, it's so important to have representation in media. I remember growing up in Chicago, I was heavily influenced by the beautiful voices on the radio. Well, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Ladies, gentlemen, people, aliens, Animals, sea creatures, Loch Ness monster, Bigfoot, anybody, uh, Freddy, Kruger, Chucky, Jason, Frankenstein, Godzilla, King Kong. Yes. And my dude, Zorro. Boy, boy, out of nowhere. Zorro. Zorro. Right after King Kong. Boy, I wanted a horse, a mask, and a sword more than anything. This is Steve Harvey Morning Show, y'all. Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, the mouth of the South Junior, and the legend of nephew Tommy. Junior, what's on your mind today, man? Hey, Unc, man, let's just talk about this, man. Let's uh-huh. just think about some thing. Wealth, man. Talk about wealth. Building wealth for your family and changing the generational direction. That's what pressure I'm under. That's what I'm working under, man. What's what's the first step in that? Uh, when did you start doing it? Well, first of all, you have to be willing to take responsibility. And you just have to realize that this has been laid upon you. If it's on your heart and you're thinking about your legacy, and creating wealth for your family and generational wealth, first of all, you have to take on the responsibility. It's a daunting task, and it can be done. And but and then secondly, you have to want to do it. Mm. A- ain't nobody finna hand it to you. Let's take the lottery, for example. In order to win the lottery, you have to play the lottery. In order for the lottery to get up to that number, a lot of people have to take a chance on it and miss. It's the chance that has to be taken in order for the possibility of the hit. So you've got to want to take on the responsibility. Now, that's a deep question, Junior. So I'm just going to scratch the surface 
and just let everybody know that there are levels to this. And if you approach it with the simple theory that inch by inch, anything's a cinch, it'll be a much easier task for you. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to figure out how to become a billionaire, if you could just figure out how to become a thousandaire first, mm. it, it makes it a little bit more uh, seemingly doable. And then if you approach it inch by inch, anything's a cinch. If you approach it in incremental steps, set your goals in long-term, sh- mid-term, short-term, and immediate goals. The if first goal a person has to, has to set is to start. That's the first goal. Mm-hmm. Do you know the average person never starts because they're so worried about the long-term planning and stuff? The first goal you have to do is to start. And then you take it from there. That's the simpler way to put it, man. I could go into depth about this, but we don't have the time. Man, oh, that's God, a good, good. That's a good one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Start. 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 <laughs> you know how hard that is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, guys. That was good. Uh, let's start this show again coming up in 32 minutes after the hour. Uh, run that prank back with the nephew right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is time to start your morning off with Run That Prank Back with the Nephew. What you got, Nephew? Your baby going back to pre-K. Hello? Uh, yes, I'm trying to reach Miss Thomas, please. This is Miss Thomas. Who is it? Uh, my name is Mr. Stapleton. I'm actually the principal over at uh, Elementary School. Mm-hmm. You're, I'm looking at my records indicating that your son, Thomas, is going to be starting his first grade. Mm-hmm. He's ready. My baby's ready. Right. Listen, Miss Thomas, um... I've been going through actually all of the children's records uh, that will be starting school, and I'm looking at your son's grades mm-hmm. from his kindergarten year. Mm-hmm. And he did good. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not exactly. I mean, there's been a few. Uh, I actually spoke with the teacher who he was under in kindergarten, mm-hmm. and it seems like he just really wasn't up to par as the rest of the children. I, I now his conduct. Now he talks, but he gets his work. So what else is, is she saying on that that ain't right? Well, what it, what's, what it seems to be, ma'am, is that uh, his grades weren't up to par as the rest of the other children. She did tell me he was a disobedient child. No, he's disobedient and talking two different things. Come on. Okay. Well, ma'am, listen, what we've decided here is we're going to let little actually do another year of kindergarten. Oh, no, y'all ain't going to let him do another year of kindergarten. No, sir. Ma'am, that's that's the only choice I'm I have sorry. after you looking. Know, uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, we got our letter in the mail with our report card the week after school started, and it said on the back, promoted. And if I got to get up off this couch and go get it, I'm going to be f***ed off, because I'm telling you right now, we will be in the first grade. Kindergarten wasn't that hard. I'm not sure what they told you about him, but it must be the wrong well, Is that Wait, wait, wait. From my understanding, he's he doesn't color as well as the rest of the kids. He's all color. out of the he's color. out of the lines when he colors. He doesn't know his numbers completely, and that's kind of what we need when you first come into uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh, into the first grade. No, uh-uh. When I can show you on this paper, he did satisfactory all the way through. Now you about to me off, and I'm already sick calling me with some about my son flunking kindergarten. He ain't that kind of. He dog. does you not must... color well, ma'am. Listen, coloring he... ain't got nothing to do with the dead gum kindergarten. 
He is going to the first grade, and I'll be down there on August 24th. Hey, ma'am, I, I will not be able to allow you I'm to sorry. get in the school I'm on sorry. August 24th. I'm sorry, mister. I'm sorry. Uh-uh. And, and let me get, let me tell you what, let me go in and get my pencil and pen, because I don't live that far from this school, and if y'all are already down there causing some conflict, I need to get up and go down there, because I'm not telling my baby when he come home today that he ain't going to the daggum first ma'am, grade. Ma'am, I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to refuse education Listen, from him on I'm August sorry. 24th. You know what? I just went back and put him in public school. I know that was a in the first place. Fooling what y'all talking about, some coloring. Give me your name again, sir. Stapleton, ma'am. And what's that number down there? The number here is actually area code... Uh-uh, wait a minute. Uh, I got the number. Never mind. I pulled up this report card. I got the number and your name on the back of this paper. I tell you what, August 24th, we'll be coming in there, going to school, and I might make a trip around there this evening when I come from the doctor. Ma'am, uh, sure uh, the bottom the line, ma'am, is I'm not going... I don't going... want to hear that... Calling ain't got nothing to do with nothing else. But his, it's, 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 it's not sorry. only coloring. His arithmetic is I'm bad. Sorry. No, uh-uh. Are you working with him at home? No, Are you doing listen, anything as a parent? I'm working with my son at home every What you trying to say? I'm an incompetent parent? I'm just asking. As a parent, are you working with your child? Yes, I'm working with my child every day. He can read better than you, probably. No, he can't read better. I'm oh, the yes, principal. he can read better than you because obviously you read that wrong on that paper that he's supposed to be going back to kindergarten when I know the paper said from his going to the first grade, and I'm not listening to no more of this about him going backwards. Now, if you got a problem with your paperwork, maybe you need to go talk to your secretary or somebody in there that wrote my baby name down. Your name, your know, son's name, Thomas, ma'am. I know it ain't him, baby. I know it ain't him. You're not going to sit up and tell me my son is fucking kindergarten. He is not going back to that kindergarten. Class. Don't bring your son down here August Listen, the 24th. Do you hear me? Down. I tell you what, be ready to whip me and my husband. But we will be down there August the 4th, backpack, shoes, uniform, everything. You hear me? I will not be able to allow him an education. I will right now. I will come down there right now and can, make that correction on that paper for you. Can you bring my your, baby can, is not going back to no kindergarten for no coloring. Can you bring him down here and let him color for me no, so uh, I can... you talking about coloring, arithmetic, and all this stuff? No, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, I'm sorry. Uh-uh. We will be down there August the 24th. I will have this card in my head that says you have been promoted to the first grade and he's gonna have a smile on his face and so are you i got one more thing i need to tell what? you man. are you listening to me i'm listening you ain't saying nothing yet you better say something that sound like the first grade because i'm not playing i would go down to this daggum administrative office and i had fired because my son will be in that first grade who are you raising your voice at who are you raising your voice I'm at? talking to you you talking crazy to me i'm talking crazy to you what I'm a grown woman. I don't need to be explaining to you why I'm trying to defend did you, my did, son. Did you graduate? Uh, honey, I am a college degree person. I have a great job. My husband and I do well for ourselves and for our children, and that's why we know. You're not even you at you're not even at work right now, man. Listen, I'm sick, fool. I told you that when you call here. Waiting on the doctor to call me now. I'm probably missing my phone call. Can you color? Because your son can't Can color. I color. What kind of question is that to ask me, can I color? What are you, white or black? You ask me, son, you ask me, am I colored? No, I ask you, can you color? Like, no, no, your son uh-uh. can't... I hear some racist lines in there, can you color? No, uh-uh, mm-mm. I, my coloring and me being colored ain't got nothing to do with none of this. Is this a race thing? No, that it's you not... trying to make sure you send him back? No, I'm not trying to send him back. I want to send him back to color, to get his coloring together. I tell you what, that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. And if you are the head person down there now, you are incompetent and you are an illiterate Call me and tell me that my son has to go back to the first grade. I got one more thing. You know what? Mixed up. I tell you what, I'm through with this conversation. I'm through with this co- I'm going to say one more thing and I'm going to be out here. Are you listening? I'm listening. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your girlfriend, Felicia.
I'm going to beat Felicia's <laughs> I am going to beat her <laughs> mother <laughs> You about to get towed out the frame. <laughs> I mean, I'm writing numbers and everything, and I'm recording everything. I'm going to beat her because she know I don't play when it comes to my kids. Okay, that's all right. All right, but one more question now. What is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. <laughs> All right, nephew. <laughs> Thank you. Coming up next, it is Ask the CLO with the Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. Ready for your love questions right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, Beyonce removed Khaleesi's sample and uh, ableist slur on Renaissance album, on a Renaissance album. Plus, in other entertainment news, Wendy Williams is now a married woman. That's right. We'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, it's time to ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. All right. Kenya in Atlantic City writes, my husband is going on a cruise with his siblings to celebrate his retirement. I think his sisters planned this trip because they know I get really bad motion sickness and I won't go. I understand they probably don't care for me, but why wouldn't my husband speak up on my behalf and plan a better vacation? Mm, they don't well, want you there. let me say this Eight. to you, sister. There is a uh, medication that you can get from your doctor that's prescription meds that you could take four days before you go for altitude sickness and four days before you can go for motion sickness and it will solve all your problems quit tripping people make me sick always calling in complaining about something why you got to exclude me learn how to swim hell that's your response. <laughs> From the person that know don't swim? like to swim. Right there. Do you know how to swim? Yes. So yeah, I, know how to swim. I, I know how to swim to get back. But, you know, when you don't want to deal with the letter, you, I can just tell him anything. <laughs> so now it's just that's, you don't want that's, not, that's not helping. This ain't a love right. question. She mad because they done playing the cruise. Everybody want to go on cruise, but your little sick ass. Take What's the it? pills. Call your doctor. <laughs> And get on the boat and celebrate your husband's retirement. She's mad at her husband. That's what it is. No, nah, but why are you mad at him? It's his retirement. They throwing something for him. Now, nah, you want him to go to his sisters and make mm-hmm. them replan it because your ass gets seasick. Go to your doctor and get the damn... Let me find out what the name of this medicine is because I just Dramamine. had a friend of mine. No, Dramamine is over-the-counter uh-huh. medicine. It don't work. You get sleepy. You're going to miss the whole damn trip sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Take drama right, mean your ass gonna be sleeping. The name of the medicine on. is uh-huh. I can't say it, but it's A C E T A Z O L A M I D E. Okay. So you want her to take some Azolamide. Okay. That's a prescription right. med. Your doctor has to prescribe it to you. Please check into it and go enjoy your trip. Next question, Sherry. Journey in Tucson says, I'm in my late 30s, and I had a daughter when I was a junior in high school. Now that she's grown, I want to move into a smaller home and travel. My daughter feels like I'm pushing her out of my life, but she doesn't understand how much I gave up by being a young mom. How do I get her to understand? Hmm. That ain't her fault. No, it's not. That ain't her fault. All she got is her mama. Yeah. All she knew is her mama. Y'all been more like friends anyway. Y'all was close in age. Yeah. Now she gonna lose her mama and her friend. Yeah. 
That's what it sounds like to her. Now you talking about what you gave up. You you made that decision. Mm-hmm. Junior high. What Not you mad at her high. for? No, junior, uh, junior and high school. high school. Junior and high school. 11th grade. Please. About damn near the same thing. No, no, no it's not. It's not. Hey, two years off. Hey, junior in high school, two years before junior high. <laughs> no, see, you talking about now. Junior high was seven through nine. High school was 10 through 12. Oh, now. Go ahead, Shirley. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, mine was different than that. Yeah. All right. Well, Lauren in DMV area says, I'm a professional woman with a history of emotionally abusing my boyfriend, or at least that's what he told our therapist. Um, he won't stand up to me when we argue, and that bothers me. Why won't he take control of this relationship? Because you crazy. What the he hell? Won't stand up to me. Stand up to fight. you. Yeah. He's tired of you. <laughs> All this fighting and stuff. You are emotionally abusive. The man, why won't he stand up to you? Because when he stand up, you stand up more. Yeah, you're already in therapy. Dang. Damn. What do she want? <laughs> so nutty exactly. <laughs> Sit up in here. Now you want him you to want stand up. Why, why won't he fight me? Damn. Why won't he take control of this relationship? Why don't you quit arguing? Yeah. He needs to leave. He don't want the relationship. This uh-uh. therapy is just so he can say he tried. He, right, already, exactly. he already got somebody else. Now go home uh-huh. and fight about that now. Now, ain't nobody taking all that nagging off you. Please. He's your boyfriend. Are they married? No, no, no. No, it's Oh, no, he got somebody else. No, no, he got somebody else. She emotionally abuses him. And he done done went somewhere where he don't get emotionally abused. What man don't do that? Mm. All right, Lauren. You're about to lose your man. He gone. He's your man. You're about to lose your man. You lost your man. And how old is she? (laughs) Uh, She didn't say. She's a professional woman with the history of emotionally abusing her boyfriend. And that's what he right told there. his therapist, at least. That's yeah. what he told her. That's why he got somebody. Ain't no man sticking Why wouldn't he stand up to me Ain't when we argue? <laughs> because Bye. you nutty. Yeah, this is craziness right here. <laughs> A mess. <laughs> All right, uh, last now, one. Now I'm probably nutty and probably got banned off the things you can't say no more. But but since I ain't got no, the list. You can still say nutty. You can okay, still nutty. Say nutty. Uh-huh. <laughs> you ain't gonna you lose your it. empire and get yeah, canceled. Yeah, still acceptable. Yeah, over nutty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to Andrea in Lake Charles. Um, Andrea writes, my 17-year-old son snuck a female in my house and my husband caught them in the act. He came and told me not to go into the game room because he didn't want to embarrass our son. He said he'd handle our son later. A few days passed and he didn't punish our son. Shouldn't he be punished? What you go? What, he's 17. Let, let me ask you a question. What is the punishment for the people that's going <laughs> to make him question. not do that again? Because <laughs> well, once in the you house? break the seal on the cookie jar, uh-huh. all you want is cookies. <laughs> So okay, now, what yeah. punishment? What, Shirley, go ahead. I'm listening. I mean, he snuck a, a female in in the house. Okay, I mean, just 
he Tell me what that you think rule. the punishment ought to be. Tell me what that ought to be. No okay, car, he can't no drive a car. Uh, yeah, all Take of that. Yeah. No that video game. time to focus yeah, on no one car, thing. No. No. No, but can <laughs> I keep drive. bringing this girl up here, though? Can I keep no. doing that? No, he cannot Look. sneak another female. They got the FaceTime. Okay, what else you got? You know, if we take his phone, he don't. <laughs> yeah, take you the can't phone. You take no 17-year-old sure. phone? What? 17? Yeah, that's yeah. the punishment, though. He's 17. He's not You don't think he going to go down there and get okay. a track phone? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to. Does he have a job? He'll have to ask me for the money or his dad for the money. And you think you're going to close that? my life? There's way too much technical stuff going on. <laughs> Punish this boy. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate y'all wanting to put him on punishment and all this. Yeah. Here, the daddy was probably going, boy. I turned that corner. Boy, I tell you something. Go, come on now. <laughs> all right, coming up at the top of the hour. Thank you, CLO. Uh, entertainment <laughs> and trending headline news. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. There's a concert coming to town that I just have to see. He's one of my favorite artists. I already have my tickets front row. I bought the tickets months in advance. I'm so excited. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, everybody, this is Junior, and I have a long-standing relationship with the American Red Cross to get the word out about blood donation within the African-American community, letting people know how important community donations are to our well-being. One in three African-American blood donors are a match for patients with sickle cell disease. As someone who suffers from sickle cell, I know that finding blood is a matter of life and death. Blood donations save lives, and I'm living proof. But there's a great need for donations regardless of your blood type. Every day, the blood our people donate saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell disease. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Well, Beyonce released her album Renaissance last week, and it has been filled with more drama. R&B singer Khalees said that Beyonce and music producer Pharrell disrespected her by using a sample of Milkshake without her permission. It seems like Khalees and Pharrell have an ongoing beef, and Beyonce has removed the interpolation of Milkshake on the track Energy, and it's the second revision of Renaissance. Um, and I'll be a slur that is often used to demean people with spastic cerebral palsy was removed as well from the track Heated earlier this week, and you can check this out too. Now, Monica Lewinsky has asked Beyonce to remove a lyric reference her affair with former President Bill Clinton. She tweeted the link to a Variety article reporting on the controversy and added the caption, mm, well, while we're at it, 
Partition, in reference to Beyonce's 2013 song, Partition. In the track, Beyonce sings, he popped all my buttons and he ripped my blouse. He Monica Lewinsky'd all on my gown. The lyric alludes to Lewinsky's, of course, 1995 to 1997 affair with then-president Bill Clinton. Well, we're not taking that out. No, we're not. No. Thank you. No. That stays. Oh, partition. That's our jam. The lyric stays. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even understand about that other one either. Uh, With Khalees. From Khalees Milkshake. No, the yeah. other one, too. I don't understand none of them. Yeah, Khalees was really understand. upset. She felt that they did yeah. her. She's been beefing with Pharrell, who actually produced Milkshake. So it mm-hmm. was... It was a big old social media rant, so Beyonce just... Probably a wonderful girl and all this, but sometimes we don't make the best decisions. Sometimes them rants could have just turned into a phone call and a business decision. A check. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't even think it was Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce know. wasn't. Mm-hmm. But you know what Beyonce did was, okay, cool. Take it out. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's get to this. In other entertainment news, Wendy Williams reportedly is not married, despite her claim. Speaking to Hollywood Unlocked founder Jason Lee, uh, Wendy claimed that she secretly married a New York Police Department officer named Henry. However, Henry. However, her rep, William Shelby, uh, William Selby, I should say, has denied this claim and said Wendy is not married. Wendy also claims that she is still having financial problems and her American Express is cut off. So we Wendy is not married no Henry. to who, Henry. Who, Y'all heard somebody, Henry? Who is Henry? <laughs> it's just an NYPD last time officer. I, last thing I heard about was her feet hurt. I, I ain't heard nothing about no Henry. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that wasn't the last thing. The last thing was like she was ready. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, that was right. the last mm-hmm. thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So she's yeah. not married, really? so she just got carried away when she no. was talking. She and Henry are not married. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't know Henry yet. This is too soon for somebody else. We don't know Henry. <laughs> Henry <laughs> who? <laughs> yeah. It's just Henry. Henry. Just Henry. <laughs> Wendy and Henry are okay. not sitting in a tree. Okay. Mm-hmm. You talking about Henry Dixon working Nordstrom? What you talking about? <laughs> no, he's with <laughs> <an> NYPD. <laughs> uh. Officer, okay? He's an officer of the law. All right. Well, finally, in trending national news, the monkeypox outbreak has now grown into a problem serious enough for President Biden to appoint a national monkeypox response coordinator. A national monkeypox response coordinator. All right? His name is Robert Fenton. He's a former FEMA administrator who has previously led multiple disease prevention and response operations. He will lead the fight against monkeypox, which now has more than 6,000 cases reported in the U.S., mostly in major cities like New York and San Francisco. Fenton and his team will focus on increasing the availability of tests, vaccinations, and treatments. So there you go. Oh, this is real monkey business. This is serious. <laughs> no pun intended. Really? No, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, I think it was. was. I'm out of sickness this myself. I just don't know what they want now. Yeah, it's a just lot. Just had isn't COVID. It? Now you got monkey pox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not. I'm trying my. I hope I don't get that. Oof. And I, we don't want I don't, none yeah. of it. We don't want yeah. none of it. But if they start doing those press conferences, remember the 
the daily every day, the briefings. Updates. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Fauci, mm-hmm. Dr. Fauci had 4 30 every Friday, every day. Oh, no. <laughs> I hope we don't have to go back. To yeah. Do Is the this a job you could handle, Steve? Nash, oh, yeah. I know you have a lot of jobs. National Monkey no Pox. About it. I, I, matter of fact, I'd love to be the dude to come on every day. Really? Okay. What, oh, yeah. It, ladies and gentlemen. The National uh, Monkey Pox response. Ladies and gentlemen, here Hart. we are uh, with the days of the, uh, or the NPR is what we're going to call it, the Monkey Pox Report. <laughs> here's your Monkey Pox <laughs> Reporter. Okay. <laughs> Jack Rilla. Uh-huh. I'm going to even have a monkey name, Jack Rilla. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Jack Rilla, and here's today's uh, Monkey Pox report. Just wanted to report there were eight new cases of monkey pox today. Uh, nowhere near me, so I'm just fine with it. Uh, monkey pox, in case you haven't heard, is a contagious disease that's spread by touch. Uh, it's unsightly, ungodly amount of bumps that come on your body. Oh, the only place that this is alarming is when they show up on your damn face. My yeah. suggestion is if you get monkeypox, stay your ass at the house. Don't come up to the hospital because we ain't taking nobody in up there because you can't come up in there and infect everybody else. Monkeypox, we don't know what it is, where it come from, where it's going, or who got it, and what, what the cure is. So that's the report today. Good luck. Have a nice day out there. And stay away from the monkeys. We'll see you tomorrow. That's All right, the same uh, report <laughs> from yesterday. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Coming up 20 minutes after the hour, uh, we'll talk about late country star Naomi Judd right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Country star Naomi Judd, if you recall, died back in April. And now a new report claims that she didn't leave any of her estate to her two daughters, Winona and Ashley. Radar Online reports that Naomi's husband, Larry Strickland, who she wed back in 1989, has been named executor of her estate, leaving him total control of her fortune. And if he ceases or fails to serve, she chose her brother-in-law. Um, Naomi's estate is set to be worth what? about $25 million. Yeah. And rumor has it that her daughter Winona is upset with her mother's decision, especially because as a co-member of the Judds, Winona believes that she was a major force behind her mother's success. So there you go. Let me get this out right now. Right here right now. What? Please tell me, Unc, I am the executive of the state. <laughs> what? Go ahead, Unc. I was just getting I, ready to ask Steve that. <laughs> it don't, I got, I what, go I, ahead. Because I, I know I'm in control way. of. Huh? You got everything wanna, in order, I just, Steve? I just want to say this, dog. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, oh, I ain't trying to hurt you. Who you talking <laughs> to? Uh, Tommy? Uh, Tommy? Tommy? Talking to Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. yeah. I ain't it trying is. to hurt you. Uh, your ass is going to be in for a major disappointment. Are you listening, nephew? And I don't want you to feel no kind of way about it. It's not reflective of how I truly feel about you. Well, what is a reflective? <laughs> well, yeah, well, wait, wait. <laughs> you didn't Why even am know, I you not the them? executor of the state? Because the executor of the will has to be somebody who is mm-hmm. going to be there to careful, make sure careful. that the will and the wishes of the deceased is carried out. Uh-huh. I'm going to make sure that, your will and wishes is carried out. <laughs> your what? And that's the first requirement. <laughs> First of all, the reason I didn't make you the executive because <laughs> I'm really it. thinking I'm going to outlive your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I make you the damn executive? 
And you ain't even gonna be. Here. You guys, ten years apart, right? We ten, ten years, years apart, but all these pranks and stuff. Somebody gonna kick it. <laughs> well, what did you leave, Tommy? Is Tommy in there at all? He's not the. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm in there. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Can Tommy even say the word? Let's start there. No, okay, Tommy, Tommy has another problem because I, <laughs> you ain't gonna believe what I left, Tommy. Tell us. You want to be the executor of something he can't even say. Go I can ahead. be the executor of the wheel. What? See? <laughs> what? It's like, what? Craziness. Any, uh, any of his well wishes, I, I'm under control of it. What? What you leave, Mark? What you leave him? I left you all my shoes. They're <laughs> <laughs> too big. Oh. Those shoes don't fit me. Well, at least you finally admitted that. I don't want your damn shoes. You know something? <laughs> you ain't going to be able to fill them, so that's why I left them. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time to check Steve's voicemail, and if you want to leave Steve a message, all you have to do is call us, 877-29-STEVE. The first caller is from Mississippi, Steve. Her name is Phoebe. Hi, Steve. Um, this is Phoebe from Mississippi. I just wanted to tell you how much I admired your response to Will Smith's apology. Um, you reminded us of grace and mercy and forgiveness, the importance of it. You know, one thing that I want to shout out strong black men is that you show us your strength and your resilience, especially to get back up even after struggles and disappointments. And your testimony each day uh, proves that you can fall, but it's important to get back up. And I I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being such a great example of that. Uh, The pressures that we see and feel each day is very real, but you have shown us um, how important it is to never give up. Thank you. Well, that was nice, Phoebe. Nice. Very nice. I'm glad, too, because that's one of the things that I I do try to be uh, transparent about is the failure part of life. And, and the resiliency that we have and the forgiveness that God has. That's a really important part of my life, man, because, I, you know, it kills me when people talk about success like they've always had it, and they just mm. talk about life from the standpoint of being successful. Man, nobody mm. want to hear that. Mm. Man, people need to know how to win when it, when it look like you lose it. They mm. got to know how to get up when you done fail. You know, they got to know how to get over after you've been under. That's what people really need to know. I am just appreciate that. All right, Shirley, thank you. All right. Mm. Uh, this caller is uh, from Atlanta. Mr. Fowler is his name. Steve Harvey. This is James Fowler. Steve Harvey, I went to Chris Rock concert, and I saw this lady, and she was a really beautiful, nice lady. She uh, had me to take a picture of her and her friends. I don't know if that was her old man or what. But anyway, I sure would like to meet her again. My daughter was escorting me through the building to get my aunt wristband for the uh, show. But anyway, and I didn't get a chance to really talk to her and get her phone number or whatever. But help me with this dilemma on hopefully maybe finding out where I can find her or who she is. All right. Thank you so much. Please help me with this dilemma. What? Hey, hey, dog, is you out your damn mind? Dog, here's what we're working with. You took a picture for a lady that somebody was taking you through the audience to get your wristband. 
His daughter. Mm-hmm. You don't know who you was at Chris Rock concert. You don't know who the lady is, who you was taking picture of. You don't know if that's her man. What? What? How do we start to search? <laughs> I mean, dog, we wasn't even now. Dog, you ain't gave us no colors. <laughs> you ain't gave us A no about how old the lady name was, how old she was, what she have on, how many of them was it, where you was at, was it before the show, was it after the show, was it during the show, was you in the back, was you down front, was you sitting next to her, what, did you have a conversation with her? You don't know her damn name. But Steve, that just lets you wow. know how much he believes in you and what yes. you can do. Uh, James. <laughs> in Atlanta. He's in the A. Yeah. Come on. Uh-huh. Mr. Fowler. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's in Atlanta. Okay. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah, if anybody oh, out there had a man named James Fowler <laughs> take a picture of you at the Chris Rock concert, and he was with his daughter trying to get a wristband, and he mm-hmm. took seven, your seven. picture, and he sure wants to know who you are. Call us at 877-29-STEVE and leave an email. I am the woman he's looking for, and we did have this man take one, and he was a very interesting-looking man. There you go. How do you know that? You've never seen him? I'm just saying. Based on the call? Based on the call? I'm just Based trying to generate some leads. Right now, we name. have nothing. If this was on 48 Hours, he'll be getting free. <laughs> ain't no way in the world we're going to make him run this down. <laughs> All right. All right. We're, hopefully that'll help. That'll help. Coming up next, it is the nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. <laughs> so stupid. James. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. This subject, hmm, I picked him up and they're still lying. I picked him up and they're still lying. We'll find out what that means because we have no idea <laughs> right after this. But um, You think we're going to stop lying, though? Well, who, who, oh, no, 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 no. Who's going to stop lying just because you picked <laughs> us up? We'll find out what it means in just a few. Interesting, interesting letter, though. Right now, it is the nephew's turn. He's here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nep? Uh, let mm-hmm. me check, Shirley. We're going to go into the archives. Real mm-hmm. stupid. Over the level. top. Stupid. Yeah, that, uh, my, 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 my whole filing cabinet is amazing. Stupid, <laughs> real stupid, over the top stupid. Amazingly stupid. Mm-hmm. And then there's just... No turning back, stupid. Now I'm trying uh. to figure out where I, you know, which cabinet I want to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the <laughs> it's top. It's a tough stupid. choice, isn't it? No turning back, stupid. Mm. Real stupid. Mm-hmm. We're going to do real stupid. We're going to do real okay. stupid. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Real stupid. Let's see. A, B, C, D. We're going to the P's. To the P section. Uh, okay. Pizza delivery. Pizza delivery. Your final system is amazing. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that, that, it boy is. let me tell you, these cabinets, and these cabinets are something else, Jimmy. These are real cabinets. You understand? Yeah. Uh, he said, we going yeah, to the they, 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 they mobile, but they it's, it's a lot of them. Okay. But we in the peace <laughs> section. Okay. Uh, it's in a folder, mm-hmm. and it's pizza delivery. Pizza okay. delivery. Cat dog, if you would. 
Personal pizza. May I help you? Hello, I'm trying to order pizza. Okay, can you hold for me, please? Okay, sorry about that, Sarah. Can I take your order? Yeah, I need to order what? 10 pizzas. You want 10 pizzas? And what kind of crust was that going to be? I need six. Can you talk up on me, please? I need six cheese pizzas. Six, six cheese pizzas on thin crust. What kind of crust was that again? Thin, thin, thin. Thin. Six cheese, thin crust pizzas. And do you want any other toppings on that, sir? No, I need uh two two meat lovers. What was that again? Can you can you speak up a little bit? I was really having a hard time hearing you. I need two meat lovers. Two meat lovers, is that? Yes, two meat lovers. Two meat lovers pizza. Okay, and what kind of crust would you like on that, sir? Uh, that's thick, thick crust. You said you wanted thin crust on that. Thick. Sir, I'm having a really hard time hearing you. Can you speak up for me? I need I need two. Meat lovers with thick crust. Thick crust. Okay. Okay. All right. And then the last is two veggies on thin crust. Two veggies? Veggies. 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 Two veggies. Two veggies on the thick crust. Do y'all do y'all deliver to um do y'all deliver to uh, uh uh gated gated community? Okay, can you hold for a second for me, please, sir? Okay, sorry about that, sir. Okay, can I get your phone number? Uh, 342-689. Okay, I heard 342-689, but I didn't get the rest of those numbers. Can I get an area code or... No, my number 342-689. Okay, um, I need to get the whole seven digits and the area code so that we can put you in the computer to try to find your location. I told you my number. My number is 342-689. Okay, okay, sir. Um, let me get my manager on the phone. Excuse me, wait. Um, there's a new phone. Uh, He's giving me like six numbers. I may talk to I'll, I'll take care of it. Sir, how are you doing? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. All right, I ordered 10 pizzas, six cheese pizzas, two meat lovers, and two veggies. I'm trying to see if do y'all have a problem delivering to a gated community. Oh, not at all. We deliver to a gated community all the time. Let me just get a, a number for you and an address. Right. My number, 342-689. Sir, that's only six digits. We need seven digits. Well, actually, your Eric code plus your seven digits. Okay. I, I don't... I don't. If you just leave it with the guard, he'll make sure I get it. No, sir. I don't think you understand. I need to have a phone number where I can call you. We can go in and out of the gate. That's not a problem. When I get you, you there, I want to deliver directly to you. You can't go in and out that gate. Listen, you can't go in and out that gate. Sir, I'm, I'm sorry I can't hear you. Can you speak up some? Okay. I'm trying to get 10 pizzas delivered, and you just drop it off with the guard. Sir, I understand what you're saying. I'm trying to deliver the pizza to you directly. The guard is not who's getting the pizza, right? I'm delivering it. Well, he going he gonna, he gonna to pay you. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with the guard. He going to pay you. Okay. Well, where, are you, where are you located? Let's do this. Where are you located? I'm in Angola. Angola? Angola. Angola. Where's Angola? Angola. Y'all don't know Angola. I'm in Angola. Angola, Louisiana? The penitentiary. Huh? So we can't deliver pizza to Angola penitentiary? Look, I ordered 10 pizzas from her. Six six cheese pizzas, two meat lovers, and two veg. Look, I can't be on this phone too much longer. Listen, sir, I, I, I know what you're saying, but we're not delivering to Angola. Do you know where we're located? You got to call somebody. We're in Dallas. Look, you got to call somebody in Angola, Louisiana. Look, 
I'm trying to get these 10 people. Look, I'm, lady, I'm not finna go back and forth with you. Exactly, and I'm not going to go back and forth with you either. We are unable to deliver this pizza to you, okay? Why? Because you are in the penitentiary, sir. No one delivers pizza to people in the penitentiary. People in the penitentiary can't order pizza? No, sir, they cannot. We do not deliver to the penitentiary. And then we're in Dallas. Do you know how long it would take to get pizza to Angola? I don't give a d Let me think. Okay, who the manager there? I am the manager. You're speaking with the manager. What's your name? Never mind what my name is. Just know that I'm the manager. Okay, let me say this to you, since you're the manager there. If I don't get no pizzas here tonight, I'm when I get out in three years, I'm coming down there and I'm going to you up. So who the you think you're talking to? You ain't going to me up. In three years, I won't be here. But matter of fact, I just might stay here for three years. So when you come back... Let me tell you something. If y'all don't bring these pieces to this penitentiary and get it to the guard before he get off work, then there's going to be some around here. Now, I didn't order these 10 pizzas and everybody on the cell block is waiting on them. Sir, I don't, I don't care about you and your folk on your cell block. You are in the penitentiary and I don't even know why you calling Are you on my phone. This is a business, okay? And I have a job to do. I am not delivering pizzas to a penitentiary. So y'all discriminating about where y'all bring pizzas at? No, we don't discriminate, but we ain't located in Angola unless you're going to give me some Petrol for my metro, I ain't coming. Let me tell you something. I want you to remember these numbers. 342-689. If you see that spray painted on your house or that damn pizza place, then you know my and got out and I'm looking for your 342-689. I don't give a about 342-689 and 743. What I'm saying is your is grass if you come up here in three years. And guess what? Don't drop the soap. Who you think you talking to? That's what I said. Who you think you talking to? You better get off my phone. I got I got one more thing to tell you before I get out in three years. These the last words I'm going to say to you. Hey, what's that? You listening? Yeah, I'm listening. Say what you got to say. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your girlfriend got me to pray phone call you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You got to be, you got to be freaking kidding me, man. Oh, my God. Oh, God, this is Nephew Tommy. <laughs> I'm the best oh. ever did it, man. Best ever did it, man. I was scared. <laughs> I love that tongue twister, though. Yeah, People man. in prison like pizza. <laughs> but I love the fact that I didn't know where this food was going. Hey, I know. 74609. <laughs> Angola. Gated community. Sir, we ain't got no problem getting past the gate, but your number, though, we can't get your. <laughs> yes, 342 689. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, All right, nephew. <laughs> Another successful uh, one. <laughs> Coming up next, it is the strawberry letter. Subject, I picked him up and they're still lying. Okay, we'll get into that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, everybody, this is Junior, and I have a long-standing relationship with the American Red Cross to get the word out about blood donation within the African-American community, letting people know how important community donations are to our well-being. One in three African-American blood donors are a match for patients with sickle cell disease. As someone who suffers from sickle cell, I know that finding blood is a matter of life and death. Blood donations save lives, and I'm living proof. But there's a great need for donations regardless of your blood type. Every day, the blood our people donate saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell disease. 
Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It is time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. And you never know, it could be yours. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. The strawberry letter. I'm sorry. What are you I'm doing? In, I'm still in Angola. I'm still in Angola. Oh, uh-huh, you sorry. don't need to be. <laughs> we'll get out now. Strawberry leave. letter. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you, nephew. Subject, I picked him up and they're still lying. Dear Stephen Shirley. I have been married for 22 years to a fool who thinks I'm crazy. He works two jobs and takes great care of me, but I think he resents me because I never had children for him. At first, we agreed that we didn't want kids, but now we're almost 50 and he said he wants a son. Because of that, he has become very involved with the neighborhood friend's son. I thought he was being a good neighbor, but now I think he is using the boy to get to his mama. We've known this woman for years, and when she lost her husband three years ago, our small community was there for her and her kids. She has an eight-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter. My husband and I kept the kids a few times in the past, and recently my husband has tutored the boy in math, and he even bought an Easter suit for him last year. For him this year. A week ago, my husband asked me if it was okay for him to paint the, this lady's daughter's bedroom. I did not mind, but I thought it was random because my husband is not a painter. That day, he was at her house for hours, and I didn't call to bother him. That evening, the lady called me and said that my husband was really sick and needed to go to the ER. I rushed to her house, and my husband was laid out on the floor in his boxer's undershirt and footies. He was slurring and slobbering and I knew right off that he wasn't sick. He was drunk. She wanted him gone before her kids got home and she couldn't move him. She said he took his clothes off because he couldn't breathe. A neighbor had to help him get him into the car. My husband has been sleeping on our couch since then and they swear that nothing sexual happened. Why are they lying? Should I send him back over to her house? Well, um, you know, if you listen to this show, you would know there are lies that Steve respects and approves of. And then there are just some just some really, really stupid lies. Okay, saying he was in his boxers and his undershirt and his footies because he couldn't breathe was just a stupid lie. It was just dumb. The only reason for him to be almost all the way dressed over some other woman's house after he had been there all day is if he and the neighbor lady uh, were doing it or about to do something before you got there. I mean, they're playing house over there. He wasn't painting the daughter's room. You never even mentioned that again. I guess it was a shock of seeing him drunk, laid out on the floor and in his underwear that made you forget all about that. And yes, there is a difference between being drunk and sick. And you know your husband. I'm shocked that she called you 
But I do believe you're right. She desperately needed him out of the house before the kids got home. And she definitely needed him, uh, needed some help getting him out of there. Huh. So a neighbor helped. Well, I got to ask you, now that he's home, what are you going to do? You let him stay over her house all day, supposedly painting her daughter's room and not even checking on him all day you for hours. Uh, you just can't leave your man over some other woman's house and not contact him. You, you should have gone over there to see what was going on. Now you're asking if, if you should send him back. Well, not unless you want the same thing to happen all over again. And until you figure out whether you're staying in this marriage, what you're going to do, he needs to stay on that couch and stay his butt at home, period. Steve? I picked him up and they're still lying. Hmm. Um, This is a really, really weird letter, man. It is. Kind of crazy, really. This couple been married 22 years. Now, she say to a fool who thinks I'm crazy. Well, how did this marriage last 22 years to a man who is a fool and to a man who thinks you crazy? He got two jobs, take great care of me, but I think he resents me because I never had children for him. At first, we agreed we didn't want kids, but now we're almost 50 and he wants a son. You all agree, but he never stopped wanting kids. Okay, cool. All right, because of that, he has become very involved with the neighborhood friend's son. I thought he was being a good neighbor, but now I think he's using the boy to get to his mama. Well, I think it's both. I think he's also using the mama to get to the boy. Now... But uh, we've known this woman for years, and when she lost her husband three years ago, our small community was there for her and her kids. Now, when you say lost her husband three years ago, does that mean death? Is that how y'all see yes. it in the letter? Yes, Steve. He died? Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or she could have lost him to another woman or something like that. I, it I means know. death. Okay. Well, he died. Mm, died. And the community and everybody was there for her. She got an eight-year-old son, five-year-old daughter. My husband and I kept the kids a few times in the past. And your husband tutored the boy in math, and he's even bought an Easter suit for him this year. I think that's pretty good of the man. I like that. A week ago, my husband asked if it was okay for him to paint this lady's daughter's bedroom. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Because in even to even know that the daughter's bedroom needs painting, a pretty extensive conversation has been had. Because you can tutor the boy in math and you can buy an Easter suit. What that got to do with the girl bedroom needing paint? <laughs> hang on, Steve. Hang on. Uh, we'll come back with part two of your response at 23 minutes after the hour of today's Strawberry Letter subject. I picked him up and they're still lying. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject is, I picked him up, and they're still lying. Well, this lady and man been married for uh, over 22 years. She thinks the man is uh, is uh, a fool and for thinking she's crazy. Uh, they always He always wanted a son. She thinks there's some resentment because he couldn't have, she couldn't have children for him. Uh, he's fallen and taken to this uh, neighbor's son. Uh, the woman uh, lost her husband 
three years ago. She's got an eight-year-old boy, five-year-old daughter. And he's kind of taken to the boy, tutored him in math and all this here and bought him an Easter suit. And uh, she says in the letter that I think he's using the boy to get to his mama. When I think it's him using the mama to get to the boy. And it may be a package deal here that they're working on. Uh, you've kept the kids a few times and, you know, all this here. A week ago, your husband said, is it okay for him to paint this lady's daughter's bedroom? Now, that's a conversation, y'all. I've had a conversation with a lot of women in my life. And painting mm-hmm. a baby's bedroom ain't ever come up. Okay. <laughs> ever. That part. I'm telling you, there was some extensive conversations coming up. Some type of trade-off. Some type of deal, something of value. I need my daughter's bedroom painted. I that's the only way that can come up. And then the lady said he asked if it was okay. I didn't mind, but I thought it was random because my husband is not a painter. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but you ain't huddled, see. You know, we a whole lot of things when we got to be. Now, to get over to your house requires that I become a painter. That's what it is. I'm going down <laughs> here to Lowe's. And I'm going sure I'm I'm to work through some stuff. I'm going to come back with the little plastic. I'm going to come back with the can of paint, the brushes, the roller pen, the pan. I'm going to come back with a stir stick. Right. I'm going to come back with some tape, that blue tape, so I can mask off the edge. <laughs> Oh, I'm finna learn. I'm gonna go on YouTube and I'm gonna paint this damn room. Yes. <laughs> well, the day came, he was at our house for hours. And I didn't call to bother him. And that evening, the lady called me and said that my husband was really sick and needed to go to the ER. Now, this was all we had to work through this now. I rushed to her house. My husband was laid out on the floor in his boxes undershirt, and footies. He was slurring and slobbering, and I knew right off he wasn't sick because she'd been with him 22 years. He was drunk. She wanted him to get, she wanted uh, me, she wanted him gone before her kids got home and she couldn't move. She said she took his clothes off because he couldn't breathe. Do you know how hard it is to get a man's clothes off? And what that got to do with breathing? Yeah. He was breathing when he had them on when he walked his ass over there. He was breathing when he was painting that damn house. Now all of a sudden, why he got to be half naked to breathe? Don't get it. A neighbor had to help us get him in the car. My husband has been sleeping on our couch since then. They swear nothing sexual happened. Why are they lying? Should I send him back over the house? Well... I don't know what you should do. I really don't. I don't have an answer for this. But I'm going to do tell you something that I do know. That drinking and painting don't mix. This much <laughs> I do know. There is no reason to try to drink and stay in them lines. It is <laughs> no reason to try to drink and think you ain't going to get that paint on that damn tree. Okay. There is no way you can line that tape up and your ass is drinking. There is no desire to paint 
after mm. you've been drinking. Painting is physical labor. Drinking to the point where he drunk when his speech is slurred. He didn't had to. Thought he was painting. Well, he was over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was no paint on him. Uh-uh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the daughter's bedroom still ain't need no paint. Mm-hmm. The whole paint in the daughter's bedroom was alive. So now she got to get him out of here because they've been drinking. He drank too much. And now he done fell out. She got to get him out of here for And to taking his clothes off. Do you know how hard it is for a woman to pick a man up and take his clothes off? You know how hard that is. He took them clothes off himself. He was ready, but he didn't understand the rules of drinking. When you are drinking and you start to feel something, Mm -hmm. that is the time to stop drinking and start consuming water. If you continue to drink after you first feel something, the rest of that liquor ain't hit the blood system. That's the man who does not drink. And here's that's why I don't drink, because I've watched my brother my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I'm an expert at and I I know when it's coming. Mm-hmm. I see the slide. Uh-huh. <laughs> so good luck with your marriage, lady. Whatever. And now coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, we got sports talk with Junior right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we go. It's Junior and Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? All right, Shirley. Well, another investigation has come to a close. The Miami Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, was suspended through October 17th of this year for tampering. Okay, I said tampering. Not the claim of tanking the games that Brian Flores said they were doing, but no, he was <laughs> he was suspended for tampering. What he was doing was trying to get Tom Brady to come play for the Miami Dolphins and then have Sean Payton, who was the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, come coach. So that is what Ooh. he was <laughs> yeah, he was working on his ba- background. <laughs> no, nah, that's a good that's a good start. I ain't mad. Talking to him, but he was suspended and he was fined two million dollars total. Um, you know, Brian Flores said it's a shame that the whole investigation of tanking was minimized in this whole thing. But you know what? Just like you said, um, these NFL owners just do what they want to do. Two million dollars don't bother him. <laughs> this ain't taking them no lesson. How to ask Tom again for two million. Well, you know, uh they not gonna uh and they're not going to allow the tanking to go on because that discredits the shield and ruins the image of the league. So they're mm-hmm. not going to do that. They're not going to say nothing about it. Well, also, yeah. football is back tonight. You keep tonight. talking about that shield. They didn't beat that shield up. Everybody that shield holds strong. Up. That shield's stronger than the one Captain America carried. You Boy, hear me? <laughs> NFL I understand. You better shut up. <laughs> they done tarnished that shield so bad. Man. Well, football is back tonight. The NFL Hall of Fame game, the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Las Vegas Raiders, happening two nights. So football will be Ain't nobody back. watching that. Ain't nobody going to really watch it. Huh? <laughs> Don't nobody really even care. <laughs> wow. About the Hall of Fame game. It's just, it's just you know, it's all based around the Hall of Fame. But this is what I have a problem with, Uncle. And let's just get to this. It came out that Tiger Woods was offered seven hundred to eight hundred million to play on the live golf circuit. Okay. Uh, I think what he did, he turned it down. Do you think that is admirable that he turned yeah. down seven hundred yeah. to eight hundred million? You ride with the PGA. Yeah. Okay. You got to turn that down. Seven hundred 
to eight hundred million. He turned well, he it down. Got, he, he got, got a couple hundred million, though. He. No, a couple don't hundred need million. Tiger Woods is a billionaire. billionaire. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, he, he that's how really you can walk it. away from it. I'm not. Yeah. Now, I'm over now, there now playing golf. Say, uh, come on. I'm doing Family Feud in Saudi. I'm <laughs> doing the radio show from Saudi. I'm Good. doing the golf commentating from Saudi. Uh, the Miss Universe of being Saudi. Uh, I'm, boy, seven, eight hundred million. That's what I said. I said, you turn on that live golf tournament. I'll I never fly you. back over here. <laughs> I promise you. I'm oh, not even yeah. taking golf carts. I'm riding camel, hole to hole. That's what I'm on. <laughs> All right, Junior. <laughs> Thank <All right>. you. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, everybody. This is Junior, and I have a long-standing relationship with the American Red Cross to get the word out about blood donation within the African-American community, letting people know how important community donations are to our well-being. One in three African-American blood donors are a match for patients with sickle cell disease. As someone who suffers from sickle cell, I know that finding blood is a matter of life and death. Blood donations save lives, and I'm living proof. But there's a great need for donations regardless of your blood type. Every day, the blood our people donate saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell disease. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Steve. So here's a discussion we saw on Facebook. It was from Ben, one of our white listeners. Uh, Ben wrote, since when is not lying a bad thing? After seven years of marriage, my wife jumps just up and decided she wanted to talk about our numbers. She blurted out that she was with six dudes before me and is embarrassed because she thinks that's a lot. In my younger days, I was in several bands and did more than my fair share of hooking up with eager music lovers. Needless to say, she was mad when I refused to answer and pissed when I finally said I had no idea that it was easily over a hundred. Now she says she doesn't even <laughs> know me. Now she says she doesn't even know me. Yeah, he says. Why it was did you get that number, man? <laughs> God. She no. says she doesn't even know me now and is angry that I didn't lie to her. What the hell? Is there any fixing this? Dog, I don't I don't even know why you even got into that. I have told you <laughs> it is best to lie. I tell <laughs> women that. Women, your number is three. Uh-huh. All the time. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fellas. So should he have gone like to 10 just to make her feel good about her I six? wouldn't even, I wouldn't have gained no number. So you've mm-hmm. never given a number? In oh, your hell no. And because it's, <laughs> and I'm just going to, it's staggering. 
Yeah. 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 Shocking. It's unthinkable. Shocking. It's unthinkable. Is this uh-uh. with money or without or both? At both. Both. Uh- yeah. Don't matter. <laughs> Oh, it was some great no money days now. What? Okay. What? Don't hate on those days. Let me tell you something. Hey, show was better with it though. These jokes work now. Okay. Uh, Let me tell you something. It's no way. It's no way. So now the wife is mad that he didn't lie to her, and he wants to know: Can he fix this? What can he do to fix Mm -hmm. it? Dog, I would just come up there and just say, "Baby, look." Can I be uh-huh. honest with you? You know good and hell well. I ain't been with no hundred women. Uh, okay. Change. Oh, you gonna over. fix that? Okay. That's Easily over. I was just really trying to be man. I don't even know why I said that because it ain't even close to that. I don't even know you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know you. And you're right. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you really know don't. you. Well, I'm, Who are babe, these hundred? Who are they? Okay, but hold up. I just told you I was in a band on the road now. Yeah. Several bands. So you uh-huh. sing and then you go do it? How, the people out there love the music. They be pointing at you. What you want me to do? <laughs> I be playing, be making eye contact. They be just looking at me, pointing at me. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> you know, I had that long hair. Yeah, long hair. <laughs> then that they moment. all come up to me after the show. What I'm supposed to do? Sherman, I want to know who the hundred is. I want to. Well, start with the A's. Hundred. All right, then. Hundred. You play a great woman, right, Tommy. He does. He's good. Thirty. Thirty of them is your friends. The what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Pull yourself together, lady. I don't even lady. know you. <laughs> One of. I'm just you. I I can't hold it no more. Okay. <laughs> One of them was your sister. <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa. Uh-uh, Tammy. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's I right. Yeah, Tammy you. and Vanessa, yeah. <laughs> the twins. The twins. <laughs> and then and then you remember that night your mama came to the show? Oh, you never knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. My mama. So, right. so, so seriously, Steve, tell Ben how he can fix it. He just have to go back in there and say, I've just made up a number, but I didn't yeah. think you'd take mm-hmm. it this far. Can he flip it back on her unk about the six? Let's talk about this six. Yeah, get off of no. the six. Do I know do that, any though. one of these six? I bet not know. No, don't do that. not to know. Don't, don't, don't try do to that. flip it. No, sir. Uh-huh. Don't flip it on the women because they brilliant. Oh, uh-huh. we flipping now? <laughs> oh, we flipping? Okay. Let's flip this hundred. <laughs> so Ben has to come yeah. up with another lie to cover up with the truth, to cover yeah. the truth that he told her. Okay. That's what you get. All right. Tell the truth. More of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, there is such a thing as August blues now that we're in the month of August. So I got to ask you, do you have the August blues? Well, if you do, you're not alone. It seems August is a downer month for many people because it signals that summer is ending. For some, that means the end of summer fun. For others, it makes them aware that summer is almost over and they didn't go on vacation or do any of the fun things that they wanted to do all summer. Yep. Others are overwhelmed by back to school, back to work, back 
back to reality, scrambling and scheduling. So the question is, does anybody have the August blues on this show? You guys kind of feeling that a little bit? bit? No. Mm -hmm. Uh -uh. You're feeling good Uh -uh. about this month? Um, uh, my August is just like my November, so hell. What does that mean? What, yeah, huh? My ass is working. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, summer ain't over and I'm finna go back to school. Hell, I'm at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got the blues, huh, Steve? Uh, I, I really got the had blues. a blue. Because uh, I'm grateful, mm-hmm. man. I'm working. I know that's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. So I ain't got yeah. the blues. That's a good point. I had the blues, though. When? And living in that car, my ass had permanent blues. <laughs> but look at you now. Look at I'm you so now. tired of living out here. I'm so tired <laughs> of being scared. Won't you help me, Lord? <laughs> let me live somewhere. <laughs> Coming up in 33 minutes after the hour, we'll play a round of Would You Rather right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is time now, guys, for a round of Would You Rather. Would you rather have shark teeth or no teeth? Shark. Shark. All of them on top of each other. Shark. I'm nothing to do them gums, man. I'm not going to do it. Your mouth just raggedy. <laughs> Shark. Yeah. Holding good Triple conversation. Just jagged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve? I'm going to have them ragged ass teeth. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not finna have no teeth. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> no. You would look crazy, Steve, with no teeth. Wait a minute. With these big ass lips, smiling nothing? <laughs> <laughs> Dog, you know how big my mouth actually is? <laughs> If you take my teeth out of them, God, dog, that's a hell of a hole, boy. (laughs) All right, moving on to would you rather marry the most attractive person you've ever met or would you rather marry the best cook you've ever met? Oh, hell no. Most attractive. Yeah, most attractive. I'm not yeah, gonna just sit there and get fat with that other. Hell, person. I can cook my damn self. I don't need. <laughs> Sitting up here, you I'm can cook, but I can't stand to look at you. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. The most attractive thing about you come on a plate. I don't know what you're man, please, <laughs> man. Uh-uh. Here we go. This is beautiful. <laughs> presentation, <laughs> presentation. Hey, man. Hey, who the big crazy ass looking lady in your kitchen? You like the food, don't you? My wife, my wife dog. Don't say nothing about my wife. Yeah, that's an argument. Just yeah. eat the chicken, man. <laughs> it's delicious. Got some calm defending come out here, gonna shut your mouth. Now ask me nothing else about her. Yeah. Baby, help with them yams now. <laughs> In here asking questions about your looks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my oh, man. That's true. We didn't huh? say she was rough looking. We just said <laughs> she was Got to make love with cake in the met. bed. You got to feed me for me to make love to you. <laughs> Come on, Shirley, one more. <laughs> Would you rather spend every weekend indoors or spend every weekend outdoors? Which one? Oh, outdoors. Outside. Yeah, I knew mm-hmm. Steve outdoors. would be outdoors. Uh-huh. Outdoors, man. Oh, that's simple. Yeah. Yeah. Outdoors? That's Golf, a good one. fish, All right, and would you barbecue. rather work the... 
Uh, yeah. Go ahead. All right, sure. last one. Would you rather work the job you have now for a year at double your current rate of pay or have one year off with what you're making now? That's interesting. Hey. I'm going to double Hell that money. Yeah. Hell, Hell, Hell no. Give you me that year off? off with what I'm making now? Uh-huh. I ain't yeah. got to come in here and I get the same check. For a whole so year. I can work for a year and get double. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Man, I'm off. Bye. <laughs> All right, that's today's round of Would You Rather. Thanks, guys. Coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, our last break of the day and closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, everybody, this is Junior, and I have a long-standing relationship with the American Red Cross to get the word out about blood donation within the African-American community, letting people know how important community donations are to our well-being. One in three African-American blood donors are a match for patients with sickle cell disease. As someone who suffers from sickle cell, I know that finding blood is a matter of life and death. Blood donations save lives, and I'm living proof. But there's a great need for donations regardless of your blood type. Every day, the blood our people donate saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell disease. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. All right, guys, here we are, our last break of the day. Wow. It went by pretty quickly, and it was a fun day. Yeah, Thursday. Thanks yeah. to all our listeners, Absolutely. yeah, mm-hmm. who join mm-hmm. us every morning. We appreciate you so much. We really do. I'm not over your affairs. That, that bothers me. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, you're in the- Oh, over. You know, um, earlier we talking about his will. will and I'm, will. Not, I'm not. You want to be the executor of his estate? Yes. And I don't understand why, why I'm not that. Because no, that Thomas. Sense to me. I, I don't know. I'm the closest know. to you in our family. I'm the closest to you. What? 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 Tommy. What? I'm planning on being here <laughs> a long time. And at the okay. rate you're doing these pranks. I don't see you making it. <laughs> you don't want to be tied to that, Steve. I don't want to be tied to you, though. <laughs> somebody going to warm your ass. <laughs> we I'm, tell you this I'm, every year. I'm the time. best they ever was. I'm the best that ever done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How you feel me now? Huh? 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 <laughs> wow. All right, hey, so Steve, don't worry a, about that. I have yeah, a question. Go ahead. Uh-huh. With all the things that you do, you know, all your jobs and all that stuff, how do you find time to for for yourself and to maintain your happiness and to, you know, how do you find time for all that? You know of that? what? It's it's really really hard and it's really uh, it's it's a constant constant developing process. Mm-hmm. Because as busy as I am, I actually have the nerve to add stuff to that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> meetings uh, proposals, new opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, travel. And so <laughs> what I have to do is I have to constantly evolve because as as I as I keep moving uh my schedule around, I'm getting older. Yeah. And it's 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 becoming more difficult because the fast twitch muscles I used to have, they don't twitch as fast no more. Oh. You know so, like, mm-hmm. I used to run up all the steps. Now, you know, I walk up the steps, you know. Remember mm-hmm. when you just go down the steps when you was young? How fast oh, yeah. you went down steps? Yeah. I take my time down each step now. Mm-hmm. My yep. sons come blowing by me on the step. 
Because yeah. falling you know, is not an option. No. <laughs> it is not an option. And so it's oh, like no. even, even now I'm having to redo my schedule for next year. And mm-hmm. I try to handle with, with with as many projections as I can. Like yeah. like right now, I'm planning 2023. Okay. I'm already planning 2023. My work schedule for 2023. As you should. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. That's that's how you try to get ahead of it and, and go. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. basically. It's very difficult, but I try to steal moments every day. For but yourself. I, yeah. I don't, but it's hard. Carla, I have a question. So when you're in a bad mood. Who is, is there someone or something that can just instantly make it better for you? Who is Why is we just is? asking him questions? I, uh, I'm sitting right because here. Because in the closing remarks, because <laughs> these are my me. closing remarks, <laughs> and instead of doing closing remarks, I sometimes do closing uh, questions. Oh, uh, okay. And make, if you make, notice make that there's a, there's a level of seriousness to these questions, they're yes. not fitting to ask your ass. <laughs> so tell me, how does it feel to because because if people be really really wanting answers but you know when I get in a mood it's uh-huh. really I'm gonna be honest with you and this is a bad thing I really don't have anybody that I can call to snap me out the bad mood I mean and that's that's real not even my wife at times because to, because look because if I call her Right. To tell her what's wrong. Yeah. I'm now burdening her with it. Cause mm-hmm. we tied together. And one oh. of my main things that I try not to do is mm-hmm. dump all the weight that's on me onto her. Mm-hmm. Cause heavy is the head that wears the crown. I happen mm-hmm. to have the king crown on. Yes, sir. Okay. The queen crown is big enough. She got enough to deal with. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. I oftentimes can't go to her because you know, I don't want to put what's on me on her. Right. And now right. instead of picking me up and pepping me up, I got to relive it, explain it. Probably going to hear some stuff I don't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> that real. goes with the territory, yes. And yeah. so I find prayer is really yes, the bailout thing for Come me. On, Jesus. And okay. then I have this wonderful gift that I've been given and that I have the ability to make myself laugh. And I tell audiences all the time, you got to laugh every day. But the average person doesn't laugh every day. And what I found out, in order to laugh every day, you're going to have to start laughing at some stuff you ain't posting. Oh, okay. And that's the key. Yeah. All right. Can I ask, uh, Steve, can I ask your nephew a question? He wants us to ask him a question. Yeah, you got 30 seconds. Go nephew, ahead. Nephew, how does it feel? Seconds. That's all you need. How does go it, ahead. How does it feel to be Steve's nephew? Bam, there you go. There you go. Oh, it's very challenging. Is uh, it? Very, very challenging. For him. It's, For him. Uh, it is, it's emotional. It's a lot on me. A lot of uh-huh. people don't know what it, what it takes to be this, what I've gone through. Y'all Why don't do you know my sound drained? Why is it draining? You don't know my stripes? You don't know my stripes? <laughs> Ask me how I feel to be his uncle. How quickly? How? I can answer it in one word. Wow. Shame. Uh, how- <laughs> Shame. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> All right, Steve, take us home on that note. Yeah, Shane. Y'all have a great day. Talk to God. He loves you. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 